Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew here again with you today. I'm very fortunate to be dialing in Darnell Brown from Charlotte, North Carolina. And Darnell is the co-founder of Letelier Skincare, which is a customer of Sticker Giant and how I was able to source this interview, which is really neat to see them tagging us on Instagram. But he also has his own business and coaching and entrepreneurship uh, side of his life as well that he also does as a business. And you can find that at darnellbrown.com. And he's a fellow podcast host, which is pretty cool. He has the Bulletproof Hustle podcast. So uh, welcome every uh, welcome to you, Darnell, and everyone. Uh, let's uh, just get right into it. Darnell, tell us a little bit about all these things you're doing. Yes, and, and thank you so much for the warm welcome, Andrew. Thank you so much for that. I very much appreciate that. Great, great introduction, uh, making me feel all good here. So you said you said let you know what's going on. Yeah, what's what's like what what was today like? But in general, you have these three really cool projects between yeah. creating a skincare brand with your uh, with your partner um, yep. Kim, uh, who you said is teaching. That's what she's doing right now, teaching mm-hmm. people stuff, mm-hmm. which sounds like a really neat story. Uh, and then, of course, you're doing a lot of business stuff, and this is a business podcast, so like, I just want to learn from you. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, wow. So, so many. Yeah. So, so many things going on, but we are trying to kind of consolidate and simplify and make this make this all make sense. You know, we got this, this our skincare line. You know, that's our that's our baby right now. That's our uh, that's extremely important to us, um, and it was. It means a lot to us. It's, it's very precious, and we still feel like it's very much in its like infancy. Maybe even in the larva state still. Mm. Um, and and, uh, and so there's so there's so much to do there. So many so many plans and such such a roadmap and stuff laid out, and not all that we can obviously disclose to everyone because you got to you got to keep some things um, under wraps until until it's just the right time until they started to make fruition. But uh, but yeah. Uh, you know, vegan, vegan skincare, mineral-based makeup. Um, and eventually at some point, probably things for, uh, for like, like shampoos and maybe beard oils and stuff like that. Like we, we have many plans and many things that we want to do. What's important for my wife, Kim, is to, is to come up with these, with these facial kits and stuff first Mm -hmm. is to, is to build out. And we're, we're deliberately coming out with, uh, like one product at a time or like every several months, to to um to very intentionally build out these these facial kits so that people can really do this stuff at home and really take care of themselves, and then express versions of of, of kits like for the men like for people like myself that kind of want to get in and out or have a have a program, you know, or, or a, a thing to work for to take really good care of our skin and for all yeah. types of skin and all of that type of stuff. So it's very um, you know she she kind of pulled me into her web with that. Cause that's something that she's been wanting to do and stuff for a while. And we were able to put our minds and our, and our skills together, her with what she knows in esthetology and her background there and her interest there. And then me on the side of, of branding and strategizing and design and graphics and all that. And we were able to, to kind of cross pollinate 
and 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 make something it was like wow it's the perfect time it's so obvious that we should have did this probably a longer time ago that's um, fantastic yeah so she's your wife and she's a master esthetician so yes. she knows her stuff she's she even does like in-person stuff at this rejuvenation center in charlotte and then she's she's building out these sort of um, the makeup and the skincare. And, and of course you have growth plans, which is great, but like, um, you have all these, you also want to build the buzz as you create something new. Right. So that's like mm. part of the growth, which is really neat. Um, but yeah, you have all these products ready to go. Some of them are sold out, which is probably a good, good problem to have. Right. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> problem to have. That's definitely a great problem to have. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, we just, it's so tiny and stuff right now. It still might even be in that larva state. Like I had mentioned, and it's just, uh, yeah, we're, we're just trying to be as intentional as we can. And, and, um, and yeah, like when, when it comes to the marketing and all of that stuff, like, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're largely free to do what we want to do, but it's, it's an industry that is heavily scrutinized. So we really have to mm-hmm. be careful. We got to be compliant, obviously. Um, we need to say things that, that are truthful and we, we have to, we have to be very specific about the things that we say. So Kim is always, uh, very cognizant of that. Um, I'm usually the one that's handling like the copywriting and personality profile of the branding and all of that type of stuff. But I have to run a lot of things by her and stuff first to make sure, okay, am I saying this the right way? Is this, is this accurate? Cause like I said, it's it's a heavily scrutinized space. So um, yeah, she's all about, you know, staying on top of what regulations and and being, (laughs) being good on that side of things. And I'm all like, you know, I want to be, I want to be creative and, and so it's, it's kind of like that perfect merging and, and that perfect puzzle piece. Um, and yes, it's just a great space to be, man. It's something that we're so proud of. We named it after her and uh, after after her dad, uh, um, actually, which he, he's still living. So it's a, it's a homage to him and, and her family line because her last name is Tellier. Yeah. And then so we had turned it into Le Tellier uh, and then uh, the skincare side of things. So... Yeah, it rolls off the tongue really nice. So that Moji toner label, that's what's out there on Instagram right now. There's a, that picture of that lime and it's like this beautiful shot, nice product shot. And, you know, mojitos are a great summer drink. So you kind of have that whole aesthetic yeah. going on right there. Yeah, we have, to, we have to give a shout out to our, to our, um, to our sister, Emma, who, who is, has been very helpful with, with coming up with these names because she's a, she's a sommelier. And so we oh, thought wow. it was cool to like, to like, if, if, if our products have ingredients that are also in drinks, like it would be cool to it's kind of turn that into right? something. It's all like, it's all, it's all liquid. hydrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I immediately sort of like latched on. I just, I, it made sense, right? Like as a general consumer and I understand all that, um, how it works for, for skincare. Um, you should have a skincare regimen. Just, it's good to take care of your skin, especially here, you know, in the summertime in Colorado, it's super hot. You got to put on sunscreen and then you're yeah. got to put some on after that. Cause the sunscreen messes you up. Um, but, um, you know, there's a lot of activity, like you said, uh, behind growing this brand and, and it's clearly very exciting. And your, your Instagram does that. You have some cool customers and models and all that stuff. It's, you got to have people in, in your advertising and creative cause it's a people product very much. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to have that. So before that, though, we jumped into the right now, the nitty gritty of today in your life. Um, you know, what really brought you to this point of understanding branding and business? Um, of course, meeting your wife helped start this particular project, but mm-hmm. there's a lot going on on DarnellBrown.com. Talk to us a little bit about what that looks like uh, as that part of your life. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, 
You mean like in the now or prior prior life? Kinda? Let's start like let's go back to how Darnell decided to be an entrepreneur. Oh, okay. Well, that well, wow. That's uh, that that actually is one of those things that I that I feel like was was inadvertent somehow. Um, and I explain a little bit on that website, but the more and more I, I process my life and how I got to this point and all of this stuff, because you, it's, it's very good to 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 in, kind of inspect you, inspect your life and assess what's going on. So I, I did a deep dive and I said, well, wow, it really all started when I was, when I first picked up, I was actually drawing actually before I could even remember drawing. Like my parents have told me about things that I drew that I don't even remember. So kind of like, kind of like you hear those stories about people that don't, don't remember like learning how to swim and stuff like that. Like they just always knew how to do these things. So this is something I've always been doing my whole life. I've always been creating, always been drawing things, doodling. And then once, once I realized that I could do that and my first memories of doing it, that, that, that constantly, um, like people around me just kept, uh, like telling me I was gifted and, and, and talented and, and had skills. They, they continued to tell me that like all of my life, I continued to take that with me, take, uh, to take, those those uh those impressions from other people that were passed on to me that's what i started to believe too it became this identity thing and i said well wow, i can't create anything i can do anything um and and so having that background andrew and and drawing really just became that metaphor for everything else mm-hmm. when when i when i was like around 10 or 11 i remember for some reason just wanting to I guess I've just always been attracted to like, um, like finding, finding my own way, being an active participant in my own life. So mm-hmm. if, if my parents uh, gave me an allowance and I felt like, I felt like it could have been more or something like that, uh, like I, my only choice was to get out and work for it, uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to bring in more because they can only do what they could afford to do. And so I remember starting to put pecans in baggies Mm. Uh, in the fall and, and go door to door selling them for $2, $2 a pop. I remember that. And that might've been like around 10 or 11 years old. And then a little bit older, I started mowing lawns and stuff. Um, and I was like, man, you know, $5 here, $10 there. Like that's a lot of money at that age for sure. Plus what it does, what it does to just your, I guess your ego, um, and your, your belief in yourself, like, man, I turned this into something. But you're also those talking they- to people, right? You know, like you're interacting with people older than you. There's a transaction exactly. involved. Like There's a transaction involved, right. You, you, when yeah, you can see, master that I'm- relationship, yeah. make it natural and be authentic and also deliver. Like if you do a bad job mowing their lawn, they're not going to ask you to do it next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. So that's, exactly. Pretty, that's pretty fun. Uh, and you, and you got to think, and, 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 you know, a lot of those, a lot of those, uh, those people, um, those neighbors and stuff, they, they also were trying to, I think that they were, um, they were trying to encourage me to, to like, stay on, stay on a good path, like not to, not to get into street life and stuff like that. Right. So they, they, I I guess they were very warm and welcoming to me, um, and, and keeping me, keeping me, uh, going on that, on, on a, on a, on a good journey. And that, and like I said, that stuff had nothing really to do with the drawing stuff, but mm-hmm. it kind of just started to merge together because every time I draw, then somebody, I'd be in middle school or in high school or something, and they say, well, how, how much would you charge to draw a picture of me or something or of my family member? 
Like that's how it all started rolling off. I never, I never went and like sold my service or set up a booth or something anywhere. I was just like drawing, and people came over to me. I was like, I'm like, I'm so fortunate. I'm so fortunate to have kind of stumbled into that, like in that way to just be sitting there doing something. And when you growing up where I grew up, and I think that might have been the same for most people, but when you drawing stuff, man, back when you were in school, like you were automatically a cool kid just mm -hmm. right off the bat you're already doing something that people deem like very impossible to do. Right. And you're just in your own bubble, in your own world, just comic book characters or whatever. Just, right. that's what just, I think. My, my, my oldest is like that. He's always drawing right now. Like I can't stop him. I don't, I don't want to, but like, I just physically can't <laughs> stop him from doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like he, yeah. it's like Lachlan put down the, put down the notebook right now. You know, um, it's great. It's, it's fun. Like it's fun to see that creative impulse. And it becomes, and it's, it becomes a metaphor for your whole life. Like every, after you've done that for so long, you've drawn things that are vague in the mind or that another person can describe and you can make that a reality. Like that's a metaphor for your whole life and stuff at that point for your, your entrepreneurial decisions, your decisions in life and being able to design a life for yourself. Right. So to speak, being able to, to look at, inspiration from things that don't exist from other artists superheroes villains stories just great storytelling that's all branding and stuff to a certain mm -hmm. point to a certain degree and you're able to put all of that and kind of filter that out of you all of your experiences all of the things that kind of shaped you and that's what i've been able to do and then that brings me where i am here at, you know on the cusp of turning 36 years old um and, and spending When's your all birthday? This, you said it like it's soon. When's your birthday? Yes, yeah, so it's it's like next weekend. Oh, yeah, nice. It's like next Sunday. Mine is um, this Sunday, so July babies. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice, <laughs> man. Nice. All right. Yeah, July you babies. You said it like now. it's like it's you said it like it's really on your mind. So I just wanted to yeah. to verify that, that <laughs> like it, it's like not tomorrow or the next day. But so next week, uh, happy birthday. Uh that's really cool. Man, it's a happy happy birthday to you as well too this weekend. Right? Uh, it's fun. I'll probably just be in our little pop-up pool in the backyard. It is so hot here, here in Colorado. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> that's why, too, no that's why I like summer birthdays. It's like, I just pool party? Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Sorry. So let's stay on track here, though. Um, you're, you're, like you said, though, you know, you're at this point in your life where you've done a lot, and, and probably it looks like from on the site, too, you know, and we all experienced this, you know, 2008 through 10 was crazy with the economy. It was terrible, you know, and so that was 12 years ago. You're in your mid-20s. You're still just trying to figure out life and make it work mm -hmm. and make it happen. You were delivering food. You said you're taking design jobs you're hustling, you know, and you got a house, you know, there's just so like, I get it. Like I, you know, about 12 years ago myself, you're, you're, it's, how do you figure that out? And it says here in 2013, you were working with startups and, and raising money and, and, and maybe seeing the actualization of that kind of mm -hmm. constant work paying off at this point yeah. in your life. Yeah. So walk mm -hmm. us through a little bit about like going from like being a creative kid, great recession startups you know and now you're doing this this consulting thing with clients yeah so what does yeah. that look what does that look like well so in, you know in, in 2013 with the startup part that was again one of those things that i stumbled into one of my clients that i was working with was he kind of put me on to what sweat equity and stuff was um and and tried to work out a different relationship um so that he could have more more of my more of my time and creative energy uh, spent spent on helping him build his business. Mm -hmm. And so uh, kind of just being at the right place at the right time. And I didn't really know about all of that. I kind of thought that like freelance was the apex of this whole thing. Like it's great model schedule. I got, 
serving like 10 different clients at once. Like I really thought that that was everything. But then when I understood what the equity side of things were, I was like, wow, this is, this is huge. Um, this is on the cusp of something. And the, and the growth potential here is, is insane if we can turn this into something and to be a vital part of that journey um, to help out with the design and branding side of, of being a, you know, a small piece of that story. That was a that was a great time, a great space to be in, and then I, I doubled up on that with a with another company, like simultaneously, where I was I was off stock within the company plus a plus a retainer with both clients at the same time, and so I was able to just put all of my energy in both of those things, and to still to kind of be be serving these two brands in different spaces, but very much both still startups and very much both still raising capital, um, and, and having meetings with people. And then, so my work in developing those apps and designing them and all that stuff, that, that partially, um, you know, that, that encouraged investors that like brought money to the table, um, kind of in a, uh, in an indirect way, because they're able to see the proof of the pudding and see how these things work and what, you know, the intuitiveness of, of what things were happening. And so that was, that was 2013 and that happened. Oh yeah. Actually from 2011, 2013, yeah. Around that time. And I think, 2013-ish is kind of where it, where it all came, where it all came kind of tumbling down and stuff a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> another, one, one another of, opportunity, one of right? Another, another opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's not an obstacle; it's an opportunity. That's for sure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was that was that was a journey, uh, and I learned a lot during that period. And it was a fast two years, great great salary, six figures and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this is way I've never made it this far and stuff at this point. And um, and then you know one of one of the one of those two startups had ended up dissolving, and then the other one I had uh, I had to I had to cash out. My, our, my, my services were no longer needed and I still had stock in the company. So I was able to cash out and, and, and get, and get something from that. So I was very, felt very fortunate to, uh, to at least get something and stuff because that's kind of a risk and stuff that you take. That's a gamble that you take when you, when you do, when you play the stock game in that way or, or are granted stock, whether it's as an employee or just a normal shareholder or a shareholder with voting rights, whatever it may be. You're still taking that risk of okay when that company becomes profitable or when are they doing dividends or who's managing who's who's in management and stuff at this point right now like who gets to change those things and so um, being able to kind of be in some of those rooms so to speak and be a part of some of those conversations very enlightening stuff mm. and now being able to take that all of my experiences all of my working with over well over 200 clients between 2008 through 2015 or so. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe over a seven year period, seven, eight year period, take everything that I learned and say, okay, well, you know, it's not only about design because I was just really focused on graphic design mostly at that point. But that's just one piece of the story. That was just one part of what, what I've learned that makes brands and businesses become successful. That's just a, that's just a, a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I took what I was able to know and, and successfully really transition to so that I don't do design work really as much. There's a select few that I, that I still do it for occasionally, but I largely, and especially with new clients, I just do consulting and stuff mm-hmm. now. Yeah, more, um, direction, more art direction as opposed to like executing creative. Well, not even, well, beyond even art direction, Andrew, oh, okay. actually. It's, this, is, this is consulting actually just from a, um, from a branding standpoint, more from like, a psychological storytelling oh, aspect I see what of you're things. Saying. Got it. Yep. 
being able to tie all of these disparate element elements in and say, okay, well, you you thought that visuals meant this much, but it's really like this much of with your brand. No, how you treat how you treat your employees, how you treat your staff, how you how you treat your customers. Like this is all part of your brand story. This is all part of what what is going to catapult you. And I really get to to step in, see what's working, audit them. Mm-hmm. and help them in all of those different areas, a, a more comprehensive approach. And so any recommendations, Andrew, that I even make on the design element, that's still a small facet of mm-hmm. even what I, what I do and how I can, uh, how I can help them. Right on. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, you know, that's, this, is a, this is a new plateau or, or a new peak that I've kind of reached in, in this space that I've been continually evolving. And I think, Andrew, that the next step is, is uh is is online online courses and master classes yeah. and stuff now it's to really that was, take, that was actually my I, next question yeah 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 yeah. because like on the site you know you got the services been you got some you've got some books um you know you got the courses there's these three-day thing that's pretty cool you know and then the, you got these tools that you're giving people education and really trying to provide service and then selling some merch which is pretty great um uh that's all yeah yeah man yeah i gotta tie it all in it's, it's, it's a, you gotta, gotta start selling some in. stickers on there i just see t-shirts it's gotta have a sticker too i guess you yeah, yeah, throw those in for free stickers. throw those in for free though right like yeah, those throw those in for free yeah, just because no, like, if someone's buying something cool you know that's uh that's uh that's a, a higher ticket item anyway. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, talk a little bit about the, the courses, though, because you've got this one up there, and it sounds like you want to continue, you know, educating and teaching. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And also, wanna, like, helping people. I, that's, that's the name of the game is to be able to, to share to share what you know. Um, you know, so my build, build Your Brand, this boot camp that I've been working on uh, for, for the past several months, it's kind of, it's, it's going to be one the first or the second thing out the gate in terms of my first time really doing this. But what I love about this, Andrew, is that it's the perfect, I feel like it's the perfect like culmination of everything, everything that I've amassed, mm-hmm. all of the experiences, all of the skills, I get to tile it in because I get to do visuals, audio, right? Because if I'm doing slide shares and stuff and I'm giving, giving content out, like now I get to design like what a what a what I would love a presentation and stuff to look like, right? And it's mm-hmm. how I'm delivering that information. And I'm talking at the under other end of it. So while a person is kind of looking at things, right? right? And I'm like and I'm definitely gonna do some intro music like I do in the podcast. So I get to tie that element into things. So I get to design, coach, consult, uh, create visuals, create a storytelling type of thing, like my love for movies by like building out a course and structure yeah. and lecture all of that in like one thing and turn that into ideally something that can be scalable. Right. And that, that is providing a shortcut to an outcome for the people that are coming to it. People I often run into people all the time that are, um, that, that are largely like, like they're, they're at junctures, they're at critical junctures. They're, they're either going through like a crisis in their business or they like need to revamp things or something isn't working or things are stagnant or they're starting out for the first time. So they, they have a lot of the, the same problems or the same pain points. So I said, building a brand, that's really what this whole thing is about. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I said, I said, if I could, uh, if, if I could give them, give them a boot camp and like walk them through like what, how, how to really start this thing off in these, th- these three key topics. Um, 
of like the first three things that you would that you should do in building a brand, especially for today's world then this is how I would create that course. So I get to do it from, from all things and really just, really just take it to that, that ultimate level of, of really just dropping it all in this kind of flagship type of course. But then I, then I realized like maybe a couple of weeks ago, actually, Andrew, that it was too big. And I already felt like build your brand that course was, was like, was just on a few things. Right. And I said, it's too robust. I said, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta intro people into this thing. Sure. So then that was when I had, and you probably see that on the website too. That was when I came out with like the build your brand quick start guide. Like yeah. first 10 things you should do in building your brand. Yeah, so for said, free too. Like just try it out. Free. Like, see what's, yeah, just, just try it out. Cause this is lists are easy in a way, right? Like try to follow some of these things. You're not going to do great at all of them. But then you're going to dive deep for three days and you can charge a premium for that, right? Like give that one-on-one relationship. Exactly. I could do that. And I, I had the idea of, uh, Andrew, of of doing like some live workshop versions of that for free because that's what I've been doing for my yes. wife's students at her school. Like that was one of those things I inadvertently fell into. Like she was like, I've been telling all my students and stuff about you and and about what you do. Like could you come up with something and, and, and like a, a way of kind of teaching them on what they could do like after they graduate. So then that became like the quick start guide. Like that's a product that came out out of doing that. And then I said, now, now I get to come at it from the other angle. Now I've, that I've given that workshop so many times, I can bring this to a broader audience because it doesn't matter. It, it, it works for any vertical, any industry. Totally. That's the other thing that I want to get across is to make my content very democratized and stuff mm-hmm. and to really like, demystify anything that, okay, you know, just cause you're a B2B company that this, this might not work. I'm like, no, you're still dealing with people at the end of the day. They, people still have issues. They still got to trust you. Uh, it doesn't matter if you, if you're an institution or a large conglomerate, you're still dealing with very simple principles and still getting you, you know, still trying to be known, liked and trusted before a person starts a transaction with you. So really being able to break all of that stuff down and say, okay, build your brand, but as a quick start version, what does that become? So I'm going to do some live free workshops of that. I'm probably going to do like three or four, invite people in, give give them the stuff for free, give them the access to that PDF that I've been doing for free as well too. But I'm also going to build out an evergreen version of that, Andrew, mm-hmm. that is just like the best possible version of the course when I, when I know I'm not in front of a live audience, like, so I'm not even self-conscious about like, like how I look and how I sound and all that stuff. So it's like the premium version of it, along with some additional like worksheets and resources. Because people always, they always, it's like never enough information, but I realize at the same time, Andrew, that you gotta breadcrumb things. Yeah. You gotta make stuff digestible for people. And you, get, you can't overwhelm them with all that information at once. So I said, okay, yeah, let me do it. Let me do a live version of this streamline an hour in give you an hour and stuff of, of just going through everything that I'm talking about. But some of those people are going to want the additional resources and stuff after that point. So I said, this could still turn out to be something that becomes a product. And then again, Andrew, now we, then it, that'll go into my flagship product, my flagship course, the real build your brand bootcamp. Once I'm ready to come out with that, because I've came out with that first thing that was a little bit more digestible, a little bit more palpable for people. And then once I've earned their, their, their trust uh, and they've seen my communication style, they've seen the results, they've seen those quick wins from the quick start guide, 
then we can take we can jump on to this next level this more advanced course pretty much and so it's right. kind of like taking you from beginner to intermediate to advanced love it yeah that's fun so um, that's the course yeah that's the course that'll be good um I can't wait, man. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I'm definitely going to invite you to, uh, to, to check that out. I already signed up on the website, dude. I I asked to get get on the guest list. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta see how you deliver on the promise of this, uh, of this sales pitch here. Um, (laughs) absolutely. I better, I'll talk a good game. I gotta walk this thing. You got to. Yes. You got to check me. You got to check me. If I'm not, if I'm not walking, check me. I, uh, I do my share of teaching. I'm, I also teach journalism at the college level. So I, I've had to deal with quite a lot of online education in the last couple of years, but specifically the last few months have been nuts. Um, so good luck with that because um, I think this is a refactoring too of how people do this. Like you might've wanted to go on the road and take this thing on the road, you know, like a year or two ago, if you were at this point already, you'd be like, sweet, let's go. I'm on the road. I'm going to be flying. I'm a jet setter. I'm going to do business coaching. Like we have people that we work with through our business that do stuff like that. Right. Like that right. just is a part of the business economy. And, and that's tough to scale. Number one, cause it's you, right. Uh, and you have to, it's the, it's your time is the biggest commodity. Um, but then, um, you know, right now you put online, I mean, no one's not going anywhere. Right. And I do like how you sort of slug the, uh, the offering as a, you know, what to do during and after COVID. Cause I think a lot of people are trying to figure out what's after COVID. Cause right now it's a wasteland in a way. I mean, certain industries are doing well. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've weathered the storm. Uh, we also serve a lot of essential businesses, but you know, you have to be able to provide that information to your, to your audience. Uh, because right now that's what people are trying to figure out too, right? Like, what are we going to do? Like, how do we pivot? Like, how do we pivot? How do we, how do we grow still in this? In this? And see, and that's, and that's what it becomes, Andrew. You, you really just become, you really just become a seller of information, really. So, so the person that holds the information kind of has the power and, you know, you can charge whatever you want to and people vote with their wallets or whatever. But that's the one big recommendation that I always tell people, like, spend your time becoming good at something else or at least researching things so that you have the info that people are searching for. Uh, because there's a lot of misinformation on top of that. There's too many ways of information. Like we're, we're, you get analysis paralysis by having too much information or you don't like the way that a person delivers it, or you know, might not believe the person that's delivering the information that you need because of the way that they've done it. So you're dealing with all of those different facets. Um, and so when you, when you have downtime or when I do, I really like I really, I'm all about educating myself and from the most unlikely of sources. That's the big thing with me, Andrew. I love testing what I know today to not be true tomorrow. I'm always challenging my beliefs because I worry about confirmation bias. I worry about only getting all of my information from one or two sources and stuff. Like that's a problem because there's, it's it's, it's so much more complex than that. Mm -hmm. So much more nuanced. So I would do better to learn maybe from people that I may disagree with or don't understand their beliefs. It's very important in my line of work, especially in consulting, to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes and see the world as they do, even if momentarily, even if it's just during your one-to-one time with them, to really be able to tap into that and imagine yourself there to practice that empathy, that's valuable. And it's it's even more valuable if you can be super genuine about that, like that you genuinely care and really want to be in that other person's shoes just just for that time and really see the world that they do the way that they do. Um, so anyway, no, that's good. That's a good, you know, mission, especially with where you're headed with, with, with the class. Right. So, uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, 
You did mention that you have a podcast, Bulletproof Hustle. Uh, when did that sort of idea come to be for you? And, and what, like, wanted you, what, like, wh why, why the Darnell Brown, you know, podcast, so to speak? March, March 2019. So just last year, had the epiphany. I was just like, man, I've actually designed podcast covers and stuff for people, but it just never clicked that I should, like, try this and stuff at all. But largely, and I said it actually on the very first episode, I tried it because it made me uncomfortable. Because I needed I needed to grow in a different way and try something that hadn't been done, been done. I needed to shake things up. I think that I think that podcasting and the way that I styled mine is largely like the anti like blog and stuff, like the anti blogging or writing experience. But I had this tendency when writing or when coming across in a formal setting or even when writing emails that I'm like always trying to say the right things and like be the right balance of articulate, but like not too over the top or anything with it to also be natural, but but my naturally articulate self because that's just the way that I talk. But at times I can be a little bit too clever or poetic or lyrical or whatever. So I'm always inside my own head about that stuff when right. when writing things. So I go back and edit stuff like a thousand times, and I'm like, man. And I'm always questioning, like, was that email the right way to send it? Or when I wrote that post, or when I wrote that book, like, did I did I word it right? You're so self conscious about it. I said, man, I need an experience that's like the anti all of that. So I said, I'm going to just do this podcast and I'm, I'll, I'll have topics, but I'm going to freestyle this thing largely. I'm, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to do it in one take. Right. I'm never going to edit it. I'm never going that's, to go back. And that's like, what we're doing yeah. here. You know, effectively, I mean, we do some editing, especially if things happen or whatever, but in general, it's a conversation, you know, and, um, yeah. have you, I mean, you're at, you know, almost 60 something episodes or whatever. You've been doing it roughly every week, which is pretty cool. And you got to build that content, you know, database. That's really what you you're feeding. You're feeding the beast, right? Um, you've tackled some tough topics too, you know, and it's like, just me. Yeah. And it's just me, you know, and I worry about that too. Trust me. I'm very self kind of like, man, people could get bored of just, they might want to hit me have a dialogue with somebody. So I know I got to shake things up. No, but I mean, at the same time, like, you know, some of your recent episodes have, have tackled the, the really tough, you know, conversations that are happening, in, you know, in America and in the world, right? Like, yeah. and yeah. you have something on your mind and you have a voice and you, you're clearly a personality. And so why, why wouldn't you try to contribute to that? Because first of all, you never know when, when you're going to make a difference for somebody, mm -hmm. obviously, which is super important, but you also got to contribute, right? So... That's pretty cool. Uh, it looks fun. You got the, you know, the motivational thing, but you're also, like I said, you're addressing some of those thornier topics that, that some people might not want to. And, and it always, and it still always ends with motivation. I feel like, I, or at least, I at least try to go in that way. Like I'm not a Debbie Downer. I'm not a, I'm right. a Mr. Optimistic type of person. Right. I always have been. I always see the glasses half full. I always see the, the op opportunity and the obstacle. Like you said, at the same time, worldly issues and stuff at this point, they're impossible to ignore. Yeah, and and people to. are asking, people are asking me about my thoughts on those topics anyway. So I, I had to find a forum. You're like June 15th, episode 56. It got real, you know. Yeah, it got real, real it fast. Got, yeah. It got real, right? Like I'm sure it did. It's, you know, white America beat, meet black privilege. That's not, you know, some people want that in their podcast. Other people are like, wow, I could, well, I should do that. I should figure out a way to, to check, check myself. You know, you know what I mean? So you never know. And in 13 minutes too, like you're, or, well, that was 21 minutes, right? You're not going to solve the world's problems, but at the same time, you're going to be like, no, but just hear me out. 
minutes. Totally easy. Let's twenty minutes is like washing dishes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone could could listen to you in the middle. Oh, this run takes thirty minutes. I listen to a podcast and then I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's great, right? And that's a good way to contribute to this. And it's funny you call it the like anti blog because I have to do do the blog too, and I enjoy blogging. I've been doing it for quite some time, longer than I'd care to admit. But um, uh, podcasts are a lot of fun. They really podcasts are so much fun. Uh, I, I absolutely agree. And that's why I'm just like, you know, while, while this is small, while this is small and intimate and while I, while I'm, you know, I, I don't answer to anyone when it comes to the podcast. So I'm just like, I should do exactly what I want to do and say exactly what I want to say, at least at this time right now. Um, right. Cause, cause it's, cause it's yours and you get to do it that way. And, but here's the thing with me, every time after I finish it and when I write the, when I write the description, like the description is always to me like way better than the episode. I'm like, why didn't I? Why didn't I say it? Why didn't I say it this way on on while I was doing it? And I'm just like, my my descriptions must be like so different from like how I may come across. Again, I'm always in my own head about that. Right. Like, cause you you know you're very like self conscious and kind of self degrading. But I said, man, look, I said, you know, that's too facet to me. Maybe I'm not as eloquent when I when I'm having a real time speech as I am when I'm actually writing. But it, those are two different facets of me. So maybe you, maybe you're actually getting two for the price of one when you when you dig into that. Like <laughs> you might be getting a, a slightly entertaining synopsis to a podcast, and then the podcast itself is like super rough, probably, and and a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. But maybe at that volume, experience. at that production volume of every couple of weeks, you know, or or every two weeks or whatever, you know, you set that deadline. Clearly, you set yourself roughly a deadline because you're you know, 50 something, 60 episodes deep almost, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that requires commitment, mm-hmm. right? And then follow yeah, through. Absolutely. So, so you're doing that. And, and like you said, you're kind of going for it. You know what I mean? Like it's a couple takes, you know, sometimes you start off and you're like, stop. Yeah. Start, just stop or, you, that, or I cough but, or something like that. Right. <laughs> like you might do 30 seconds. You're like, all right, stop. Just Let's stop, just go and then that start up. over. But then it's like 20 minutes later, you're like, whoa, what just happened? You know, uh, and then yeah. some of these that are conversations that I have, you know, it's it, it goes by fast. And, and it's nice to talk to people in, in my case and, and hear stories like yours. So um, I really do appreciate you uh, taking the time to to chat with us. I feel like we've covered a lot of ground, but we've covered the big hitters. You have a brand new brand, like the literal baby of your life you and your mm-hmm. wife have created, you've got her sister working on it. You have a staff of four total, including the two of you, right? Mm, you're, yep. It looks like you're trying to do That's some it. work in Canada and in Quebec and the, you know, f- that whole French mm-hmm. language, French language audience, right? Uh, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Um, you're trying to create territories and do sales and education out of, out of Charlotte. And then of course you're working with, with companies who are trying to grow and understand entrepreneurship and, how to help their brands be better. So, I mean, you're, it's all like a common theme, but at the same time you've, you know, wear many hats. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I encourage all of the folks who are following along and if you've made it this far, thank you very much, of course, as always, but, um, check out the Bulletproof Hustle. It's on Apple podcasts and and pretty much Spotify everywhere you get your podcasts, Google, you name it. Uh, Latelier skincare. We, we started the show with that. I kind of want to end a little bit with that just to, uh, bring it all home, 
right? Cause that is, yeah, let's do it. That's, that's the project that's most exciting for you. You were very amped up when we started talking about that because of just where could it go? Right. Um, and you can't give away the farm and, uh, I want you to be so psyched about your releases. Of course, I want everyone to be psyched about that for you yeah. all. But, um, what is next for Latelier? It is, it is early enough where you have some, clearly you have some wins. You're selling your products, right? But Absolutely. what does it look like to build out the, the supply chain and, and create, continue creating that demand? Yeah. So that's going to, that's going to be getting out. Uh, cause Kim said, yeah, it's real important to, to finish out these facial kits. And we think that, and I agree with that. I, th- I think that having having kind of a comprehensive plan and stuff for people usually when they when, when you're building a skincare brand, you want to make something comprehensive for people because people are like they want to get all that stuff from the same brand and stuff. Totally. They can. And then largely, as you know, like millennials and even the younger generation afterwards, we're all about like transparency and like yeah. going with companies that that have really strong values. Um, and that kind of give it to a straight and stuff like that. So we, we, we're attempting to do all of that more and more. We, we're, we're working with good people. You know, we, we got great relationships. You, you all, you all helped us out uh, as well too, with these freaking amazing labels. Oh my gosh, they look so good. They felt so good. And, and, it, and that was actually from a client, um, from, a, from a client of y'all's that, that was, uh, that was a friend of Kim's like her, Kim and that, and y'all's client went to the same school. Oh, wow. And once we got her bottles in, we were like, we were like touching all, we were crushing all on those labels actually. That's amazing. There, I was like, man, let me, let me, uh, let me reach out to her and ask her who did those labels. And it took her like two months to respond or something oh, like no. that. Like, I, I, I found, I had to find this out on my own or something. Oh like no. That. No, no. I, th- I think she, when she answered, yeah, when she answered, yeah, I mean, that was fine. I like, that was when I knew the name. It was like, uh, yeah. So she told me about your name. I was like, okay, cool. I Cause I, yeah, we want to, we want to reach you right when you need us. You know what I mean? Like we want to make yeah. sure, like we, like we can't control everything, but we want to be fast, fun and friendly. That's our brand promise. Right. So if you're looking right. for labels, we want to be there as quick as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I am so yeah, glad no, you found, I'm so glad you found us. I, I really am. I've, like I said, if, if folks could head to Instagram and, and the uh, Latelier Instagram is, is, is doing good work and really trying to create beautiful visuals. And at the same time, it's a commerce pl- platform, you know, I mean, it, I mean, you are trying to get people to get to your website to buy your products, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And branding and branding. So you, you know, you, if you got the great product and I'm able to, to take some time, do the actual design. I got Cam over my shoulder, kind of giving me some different ideas and like real time feedback and making sure we like these colors. And a lot, and sometimes like, especially lately, Andrew, it just clicks. Like I was able to whip up that design, the same one that you all did like in a morning, which was great. I did it in like an hour or something like that. And I was able to line this thing up, get it sent off and, uh, and actually started putting them on bottles. And I just said, man, I said, every time we work with, with great companies in any regard, I said one thing about Kim and I is like we always shop people out. Mm-hmm. We don't ex- we don't have any expectations. We we tag people and stuff all the time, and, and we might not even mention that we tagging you or anything in it. But that's just what we do, man. That's just yeah. what we do. That's our that's our way of paying it forward. That's our way of showing the generosity that we want to see more of in the world by by leading by the example, right. by by trying to get away from. Try, trying to get away from expectations and stuff all the time, or having reciprocity and stuff involved. Just do good and let the let it, let it work itself out. Yeah. That's kind of our philosophy, and and kind of look at what look at how this is look at what's transpired from that from this. Yeah. And I love it. I love it, man. I love it. I'm so happy about this, man. 
this is this is super good stuff. Working working with great companies. I love y'all's culture, y'all's uh, y'all's energy and style and all of that. And I'm just like, man, I'm, that's inspiring. That's yeah. super inspiring. Like we, I want to I want to feed off of some of that energy and stuff, and, and 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 be a part of that and like work with these work with these people. So she was telling me the other day, she was like, man, when we get our label, we get our labels for, you know, the Bear Bar and the other parts. She's like, go, go with Sticker Giant, go with Sticker Giant. I said, okay. I said, okay. Yes. I was like, man, I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, we, our, our company is built on those kinds of values as well and, and really doing a lot of education. And, and we run some pretty interesting projects between open book management, which is one of our financial projects, and then uh, Traction, which is the entrepreneurial operating system. So those are the kind of big ticket things that make the big gears work in our business, which is really fun to be a part of. And when you run a business, you have to have a common language and understanding processes and sticker giant turns 20 year old, uh, 20 years old this uh, September, which is pretty cool. You know, that is insane. Y'all look like such a fresh brand. Y'all look no. like that came out this year or something. No, we, like you're so, it's so fresh. It's so like, right. So modern and stuff almost the energy and stuff behind it, but 20 years, that is insane. Wow. Right. I've, only had, I've only had seven years at the company, but I will say that the last few have been pretty amazing and, and I, I can't recommend enough to our listeners and, and to yourself. The the traction model is very cool and, and the way the business can start growing and understanding what it needs to do is is one of the biggest pieces of service that I try to provide to anyone I talk about our company. But um, we have covered a lot of ground now. We're deep in the weeds on, on how Sticker Giant runs. And I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I, I gave enough space and time for uh, Latelier Skincare and, of course, Darnell Brown and the Bulletproof Hustle podcast. Very entertaining conversation. Thank you for your passion, your drive, whether it was creating superhero comics at 12 years old and mowing lawns and then slinging pecans, which <laughs> is, a, is a great anecdote to uh, to being able to weather the tough times and take the opportunities where they come and, and now um, creating that sort of family business with with your wife and, and really leveraging her passion and experience is, is, is a is a great success story. And that if at nothing else, uh, you know, y'all are are definitely creating something meaningful. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. And, and my, my very last thing I want to say, absolutely special shout out to you, to Sarah and Emma who work with us, uh, with Latelier skincare. Um, you know, we, we got so much love for them and so many great ideas, just, just great people that helped us, helped us build this thing to where it is now. And again, it's probably very much still in this larva state. So much more to do so far to go with this thing. That's great. It's insane, Andrew. It's insane. Um, um, we're excited for you and I can't wait to see, like I said, more on Instagram. So folks, thank you again for tuning in, uh, to our freewheeling, but also very business focused, uh, episode today on stickers on the mic. It's always a pleasure to have your time. Uh, and Darnell, thank you again for being a customer and, and spending time with us. Absolutely. Thank you. My very much, my pleasure. Shout out to everyone there and, uh, may everyone stay safe and may everyone be well. Right on. So we say this at the end of every show, every sticker has a story. In this case, it's a label out of Charlotte, North Carolina, the Moji Toner from Latelier Skincare. And it is definitely all over Instagram now. And if you're looking for any uh, skincare regimens, check out Latelier. So thank you, Darnell. And we will be following you as always. All right. Thank you, sir. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. 
If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon podcast to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.